Welcome back, Love Letter listeners. Today, I have John and Rebecca Leverett. They started the Nowhere Guide for Roanoke. It is a website with a food blog, and what they are doing is helping people, tourists, and locals find all of the best food spots that are not chains. They are really seeking out all of the local places with the best food and the best atmosphere. So go ahead and check them out. My name is Rebecca Leverett and John and I moved to the Roanoke area at the beginning of last year. So literally right before the pandemic and before the entire world shut down, Um, we had just gotten married. And so we were, you know, learning how to do married life, and then also adjust to a new city in the midst of a pandemic. So that was a little wild, but I moved here via Nashville. We were doing long distance and John moved here via Jacksonville, but yeah, I have a marketing and advertising background and I've always just been passionate about the local scene and local business and promoting it and encouraging entrepreneurship. So um, the Nowhere Guide was kind of a natural fit for a creative project for us to start, but um, yeah, so I'll, I'll let John, you introduce yourself too. Yes, my name's John uh, <laughs> Leverett. Yeah, we, like Rebecca said, we moved here kind of right before the pandemic. And then we're basically figuring marriage out and everything all at the same time during a pandemic. In terms of the Nowhere Guide, we just got tired of like Googling restaurants near me or restaurants in Roanoke. Once things started opening back up just for takeout, uh, that's what we would do. And we'd scroll through these long lists on Google that just had everything from like Wendy's and Texas Roadhouse to like, then maybe like a local spot and places that were just kind of all over, not necessarily in downtown or not necessarily in these other neighborhood pockets of Roanoke that we wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. So after like, you know, months and months of that, uh, we had a friend that was like, you know what Roanoke needs? It needs like a place where all this is housed or like Somebody needs to like do something uh, for all the neighborhoods and all the little spots in these neighborhoods that just kind of got our wheels turning. And then we came up with the name Nowhere. And like, well, maybe we'll do a guide. And then we came up with no, Nowhere. And then that's kind of how the website was born. We really wanted to, we wanted to have it categorized by, um, by neighborhood uh, because we want to strengthen that kind of feel the community feel in Roanoke and kind of give every neighborhood its own you know its own character um so that's kind of how it was born it's like well why don't we just do like a little map of Roanoke and have all the restaurants and places in that neighborhood listed um, by section so and that's where it came from and so then a few months later we I think we launched it in uh, July July, Mm -hmm. beginning of July Mm -hmm. so yeah that's the backstory Awesome. Well, first off, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, John. How are you guys doing? Hello, Hello. Vanessa. Thanks for inviting us to do this. Yeah. Anytime. Absolutely. So what brought you to Roanoke? Uh, My job. So, we both do have full-time Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, we both have full-time jobs. <laughs> the side, side project. Um, yeah, I work for a car manufacturer. Um, and uh, so I had to move for to Virginia. Um, I work on the corporate side. And um, 
thankfully I was able to kind of pick wherever and we, me especially, uh, love the mountains. Uh, so it was kind of between here and Charlottesville and we just kind of fell in love with Roanoke. Um, just loved the, I mean, especially coming from Rebecca from Nashville, me from Jacksonville, just loved the, the like, a little bit of a smaller feel and the slower pace, slower pace and just kind of the lack of like, um, I don't know, a, like, a rat race feeling. Yeah, rat race in terms of career. Yeah, nobody really cares here. Uh, it seems what you know what you do, uh, and that was really refreshing. <laughs> so, how were you able to start finding the local spots? What? was the game yeah. <clears throat> I know that's a that's a good question because it was in the midst of the pandemic but I think I think Vanessa like that um I think because we just started discovering Roanoke in the midst of a pandemic it almost gave us it almost strengthened um our appreciation for the local spots that we did find so um because I think we were just so looking for, I mean I'm sure you know just like everyone in the world we're still looking for just any kind of little enjoyment or like glimpse of light at the end of the tunnel or um kind of some optimism and um so we just once what we kind of started just paying attention and keeping a pulse on restaurants that were um starting to open for takeout only and so um and, and that's just we we started paying attention um kind of just following along on on social media or whatnot and so like for example we love this place called bloom in wasina um, so they started opening for takeout and we kind of realized that they were like kind of new and, um, had just this really cool theme for takeout where they would do like a different kind of theme each week. So like, I think the first time we tried it, it was kind of Spanish inspired, mm-hmm. um, a Spanish inspired menu. And so we just really admired their creativity and, and making the best of the situation and, um, and their, you know, attempt to bring joy to their um, customers in the midst of the pandemic. And so, um, so yeah, so I think it really started with just paying attention to places, obviously, that were doing takeout only. Um, and then gradually, as places started opening up and we started getting to know people in that community and people started telling us about certain spots that we needed to check out, really, it was just kind of like word of mouth, just be, like to John's point, um, every, I mean, we would kind of give up on our own with just trying to do these kind of fruitless Google searches. And so really we leaned on like word of mouth pretty heavily to figure out what was here locally. Although that being said, whenever we did find a place like Bloom, especially, which Bloom's relatively new, mm-hmm. like we would tell people who lived here and they were like, where? Like yeah. what? I and know Bloom, like, Sidecar, a lot of yeah. places that opened really fairly recently before the pandemic or even in the midst of the pandemic. So and the, those were the spots that a lot of people who and I, were from here weren't familiar with. My my degree is architecture, um, and that's not what I work in. But uh, I I mean, a lot of this kind of happened too for me, just kind of driving around, <laughs> looking yeah. at buildings because uh, development is something I'm interested in. So I mean, and I just like to drive around. So I would just drive around and, and look at these neighborhoods and try to like, you know, find my way around Roanoke without directions and, uh, you know, learn the city as quickly as I could. And then I just pass by these spots and I'm like, huh, that's kind of cool. What's that? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that was another way we just kind of found places. So then let me ask you this with all these new places emerging 
do you now feel like you're starting to have to include a screening process to filter out what you want to try or do you really just want to try everything? Yeah, I mean, I think we do kind of just want to try everything, um, at least at least within like the city limits. Um, there's, you know, on our site right now, we have almost every major neighborhood, um, or well, I think we have every major neighborhood um, covered in terms of what's inside the city. Um, there's a neighborhood called Cave Spring or an area, not really a neighborhood, but an area called Cave Spring, which is kind of more in the county. Yeah, you're um, probably familiar. Are you, you, I know you're Virginia Beach based, Vanessa, but you, are you familiar with Roanoke? A little bit. I went there for my, for my birthday, but that was honestly oh, the first okay. time I was there. So yeah, Cape Spring is, is kind of in the county and it's the more like suburban side. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, soon we'll probably launch that section of our website to have restaurants and we won't have everywhere in Cape Spring included because it's like the quote county so it's just so large of an area and we don't have an interest in trying uh places that aren't you know necessarily trying to stand out um or trying to like do something different than your kind of like comfort American food which those places have a spot and those places are represented on our website already so when it comes to like Cave Spring to kind of back to your question we're just going to feature places that we think are different um and that are really good yeah, we, I think, um, I mean, you know, there's just, there are so many restaurants to try, which is, which is another thing that was like, just such a really cool, you know, fun surprise about moving to Roanoke, especially just being from two bigger markets, but um, moving somewhere we were, we just realized that there is, there is just such, there's so, so many, um, I don't know, there's just such a strong local presence here. And um, I mean, there's there's a lot, like, even if we did just stay within the city limits, we could, I mean, still be having new places to try that we haven't been to yet. And so, um, so yeah, like John said, I mean, we, we really are drawn to spots that are local um, for the most part, because, I mean, you know, we've, especially with, like, larger chains, we've all experienced those already, no matter where you live. And so we really want places that originated here in Roanoke or in Virginia, um, or, you know, in the, one of the outside surrounding areas of Roanoke. And so I think we're just really drawn to, um, I think the, just what's at the heart of that entrepreneurship that started that place. And I think too, one thing that's really been neat is just seeing how there are these little like pockets of different restaurant groups here in Roanoke where you know, one restaurateur would start a spot and then would try a different restaurant, a totally different kind of restaurant project in another part of town. Um, And so I think we really love kind of following along just that creative process of a restaurant, uh, you know, someone who started a restaurant and opened different restaurants that have a totally different feel and, um, and personality. So I think that's what we're really drawn to. But um, we do have uh, a rating um, that we call the KW rating, which is which kind of helps us filter out um, spots that and how we um, kind of categorize them on our website. And so we rate by mood and food. Those are our main two um, kind of categories for rating spots. And so um, we don't really pay attention to price point um, a whole lot as far as our actual rating system because we figure people can find that information out on you know, Yelp or 
but just by going to the menu themselves. But we really, I think we just focus a lot on um, is the food good? And then do we like the atmosphere? Because I'm such a just atmosphere person. And so honestly, I could go somewhere and the food could, I would, I might not love the food, but if I love the atmosphere, then that's going to win me over pretty quickly. But if the pl- if a place meet, meets both the criteria of being great food and great atmosphere, then that would be a KW love. And if it meets maybe one of those criteria or not, doesn't do we maybe we don't quite love love it in both of those areas, then that would be like a KW like. And so that's kind of a way that we identify for folks who visit our website. Um, maybe places that would help that would stand out and that they might want to try first. Okay. So what are your favorite types of foods? Um, well, I love Cuban food and I love Peruvian food. Nice. Um, and you uh, your friend. Yes. Yeah, so my, my best friend uh, grew up in Chile um, and uh, obviously lives in the States now, but um, he grew up in Chile and he came here to... I don't know, helped me move back in December of 2019, which this was right before we got married. And I just bought the house here in Roanoke. And um, he came to help me move. And uh, this Peruvian place popped up. And uh, we were like looking and we were both very skeptical. You know, it's like a Peruvian place in the mountains of Virginia. Like, there's no way that that's good. <laughs> and uh, we went and loved it. And he was like, dude, this is, this is, extremely authentic because they would go from Chile they would go you know vacation in Peru yeah. um, or Brazil a lot because that's you know like I guess almost like going to Myrtle Beach or some beach in South Carolina <laughs> or Virginia you know um, so he was like this is this is fantastic I mean this is amazing and it is one of my favorite restaurants here um, so I love I, I just kind of love like Latin food in general I'm, I mean I like I guess I wouldn't say I'm the biggest on Mexican, even though I do like it, but Peruvian and Cuban are probably my favorite. Um, and then, I mean, I do love just any, I guess it kind of is called like modern American. Mm-hmm, that's what I was going to say. Um, but yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yes, like that. I love um, kind of that quote, new American or any kind of like fusion restaurant I just I really enjoy I think again just kind of going back to creativity like really enjoy um dishes that are unexpected and um have ingredients together that I'm I wouldn't have thought to put together but it's delicious and so I think um I really enjoy kind of that new American style of food I do love Mexican I love I would be happy with chips and guac and queso and margaritas all day long so <laughs> um but yeah I think that's probably that's probably what I'm drawn to the most but I'm we're also not too picky with, I mean as far as like we just as far as types of food we're pretty um exploratory and like to try new things and so yeah I will say this launching the newer guide has I mean, we've had to become a little bit less picky because we've got to try these places. Yeah, um, and it's pushed our boundaries. So, like yesterday, yeah. we just tried a non-dairy ice cream um, at this other place. Another, we're talking about Lucina a lot, but yeah. this other place in Lucina called um, Creme Fresh that just opened, and it's non-dairy ice cream, so it's like with oat milk and coconut oil. Um, so I think, I don't think normally we would have tried, you know, just on our own unprompted non-dairy ice cream, but we loved it. It was, yeah, great. It was great. 
Yeah, and I think in general, the the dynamic between us is I'm I'm more of a food critic, whereas mm-hmm. Rebecca is is more in tune to like the atmosphere and things like that. So I um, eventually we probably will launch a section that's uh, titled "Nowhere We Went," and it'll kind of be a a running. Um, kind of like a running like food critic blog or something like that yeah because i think that's another thing with like we definitely don't want to be exclusive at all i mean other than i think the main way that we are exclusive is that we don't want to feature we we don't really have an interest in featuring national chains on our websites it's locally owned or at least locally owned in the in virginia um spots but we we pretty much feature everything that would be within a within a certain neighborhood that is a local spot. Um, and we, other than the KW rating, which, I mean, if we don't love a place we or even really like it that much, we probably aren't going to put a um, KW love or KW like emblem beside that um, spot on the site, but not necessarily, I mean, even even that that might just be if we haven't even tried a place yet. So even if there isn't a KW Love or a KW Like beside a spot on the website, it doesn't mean that we aren't a fan. It just mean it might mean that we just haven't been there yet and haven't gotten to try it. And um, and there are even our spots on the website too that um, we did really like, and we had like you know kind of debate between us on whether we should include a rating for it, but um, kind of landed because. You know, just it didn't actually meet the criteria of great food and great atmosphere. And so, anyways, we try. But I think our this food critic blog section, kind of a little food critics corner, is um, will probably be intended to be a little more uh, opinionated. Opinionated, yes. <laughs> so, I'm curious, as transplants, what is the main difference between the people here and where you're where you are originally from I guess well so I would say um and I don't I I think some of this you could say you know about anywhere that you moved in the mountains um maybe maybe you couldn't really say it about Charlottesville but you could probably say the same things about Asheville or maybe Chattanooga um, to some extent and that the people here are so much more focused on kind of like the natural beauty here um, and so much more focused in being outside um, and kind of being out in their you know community um, I think that's kind of the biggest thing me coming from I was only in Jacksonville for a year working for um, the car uh, manufacturer that I work for and um, you know they've got the beach there but aside from that like people are not like outside because <laughs> it's so hot and humid um, and flat uh, and uh, Nashville um, there are like parks and things around that people will go out to um, and I guess people do run some but it's not really like an outdoors town necessarily yeah um, focus that's not the focus yeah sure. I mean it's more of an indoor you know we've got all these mm-hmm. indoor venues and things people go to that mm-hmm. so I think the biggest difference here is is people are outside a lot and because they're out and people who are here are are generally here very intentionally mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know like Jacksonville and Nashville are so much bigger that there's just a draw because so many companies are there and so many jobs are based out there. So people just end up there because- and They're popular places to move. Yeah, and they're, yeah, they're popular. So 
this place, you know, I, I mean, so many people we have met that, you know, kind of happened here because maybe a job didn't move them here originally and then they decided to stay. Um, so there's, there's not really this, like, um, this thing of people just temporarily being here. Yeah. Um, because once people get here, they love it. Like us. I mean, we moved here because of my job and now we've kind of been like, man, well, we don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah. So we'll find a way to stay. Yeah. I mean, we just, yeah, we, we want to put down roots here. We just, it's a very, it's a very, um, and I think this, this is one thing too, that just kind of, I mean, we've. We're involved in a like church here and i think that was another thing just that even stood out for us at church is people just are constantly still even after being there over a year i mean granted a lot of that was the pandemic but are still coming up and introducing themselves to us and then follow up and seem genuinely interested and i feel like that's true of our i think we first noticed it in our church community but it's just true of the roanoke community in general of just people um, are genuinely interested to get to know you and for you to be part of their lives. And I think, I, what I, you know, one thing that stood out to me about being in Nashville in particular was people are just so accustomed, like John said, people, for just people coming and going. And you might be there for, especially with the music scene. I mean, musicians are just constantly moving around. And so, um, so I think it's been so nice to be somewhere where people um, invite you in and and they they they're kind of there to, there to stay or put down roots in Rona because they love it and they want you to love it and they want you to stay and so um, I mean for better or for worse that's just been a big a big draw for us here and, and something that we've definitely seen as like a differentiator and I think too like we mentioned this earlier um, and John mentioned this earlier with kind of the lack of like a, a rat race feel here I mean people obviously um there are lots of, so much so many talented people in the workforce here but there isn't this like stat like a status um i mean at least maybe maybe we're a little naive too with with certain people that we've we've met i'm sure this exists anywhere you move um anyone can create some sort of sense of status but um but i think people um it's not it's just not the same as where we've been before where you go into a restaurant everyone's kind of like you know perking up looking to see like who's here and um and what is she wearing and I mean I think yeah I think we were kind of just definitely ready to not be in a spot like that yeah and I think that we've just kind of because of the way Ronick is I think we've just kind of naturally gotten to know like much more like a much more diverse field of people than ever before like yeah. we're like friends mm-hmm. with people two or three times our age like actual friends you know mm-hmm. like that's never happened like anywhere else we've lived yeah that there is there is like yeah it's I guess because it's smaller maybe but it, I feel like in a larger place just people naturally tend to just try to find you know I just want to find someone that's like me and stick with my little group with like bubble within this large city that of so many people um which I know that a lot of people can say Nashville and Jacksonville aren't that big, but to us, they are. We're both originally from South Carolina. And so um, anyways, and so that's, we're both from kind of a smaller state. And I think too, that's why we we were drawn to Roanoke in Virginia, just because it, it still feels like the South. Um, and, and yeah, it feels a little more like home or what we're used to from growing up. Very down to earth there. I love it. Very down to earth, yeah. yes. 
So um, I know you have a busy schedule lined up, so I'm going to ask you one last thing. Um, and that's basically if you have any last notes that you'd like to hit before we wrap it up. Well, um, okay, (laughs) yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much again, Vanessa, for inviting us to be on your podcast. And I think you mentioned we're going to like maybe potentially being part of the mini mini zone on Saturday, which I thought was a cool, a cool concept. Um, yeah, so we really, we really appreciate it. And, um, but yeah, as far as, I mean, any kind of last notes, I think we're just, we're really excited about, I mean, we're such, we're kind of such at the very like baby stages of, of building this brand. And, um, I think, yeah, just, I mean, we have, um, just plans to like keep expanding. And I think too, I mean, we would love, um, love for people to visit the website and use it and, um, use it as a tool and a resource and, um, kind of a, I mean, truly a guide to where to go in Roanoke. And you'll notice that we did launch with a focus on nowhere to eat and drink. And so it is just focused on the food and beverage industry for now. But, um, I did just, you know, kind of want to share and point out that we are still expanding and growing. And, um, so we're constantly working on new ideas for different features of the site. I know we mentioned the critics corner, but, um, and more immediately, probably we're working on launching a nowhere to stay section fe- featuring local hospitality offerings. And um, we're thinking about potentially, you know, finding a section for kid fr- kid friendly or family friendly activities around town. And um, like John mentioned earlier, he loves to just drive around. And I do, too. That's a love for us is just to get in the car and drive to on a pretty scenic route to some destination spot um, an hour or so outside of town and so we're also working on a nowhere to drive section of the site where we feature little um, kind of day trip worthy spots that you could just get in the car and have a pretty drive um, to a destination little restaurant kind of off the beaten path and um, so yeah I guess I just would yeah I wanted to share kind of some some of what's to come with the nowhere guide yeah and uh piggybacking on that um you know we'd love if anybody gets on the site and they have a suggestion or you know they went somewhere and want to let us know like definitely use the contact uh contact us link on the website because we want to hear from people and we want to hear you know maybe they found a place we don't know about um which hopefully that hopefully they didn't but if they did we definitely need to know yeah um so yeah i mean we uh would love to hear from anybody through the website um if they come to roanoke and use the guide and find something they like or don't like and yeah yeah well thank you both so much i really am grateful that you are doing this and for taking the time to be on my show i will also let you know that anytime you're ready to launch a new section of the website or a new something new Mm -hmm. I can add to this episode or I would always be happy to follow up with an entirely new interview so you can be posted thanks Vanessa yeah we we're so glad to connect with you and um just love what you're doing with your podcast so thank you again for having us yeah thanks Vanessa anytime you guys have been lovely I hope you have a great day you You too too. Bye. bye bye
Thanks for listening. And remember to follow Love Letters to Virginia podcast on Instagram. Love Letters to Virginia on TikTok. By the way, the Love Letters to Virginia website is officially up. So if you are looking for any updates or if you want to find the easiest way to connect with me to be on the show, go to loveletterstovirginia.com. Thank you.